episode of Marketing Revelations. We're on our new set. Yeah, thanks producer Dan and our entire production team. They worked really hard on this and we're really happy with it. Yeah, we're super excited. Um, That being said, we have another thing we'd like to work on for 2020 is answering your questions live. That way, like if other people are asking the same thing, they're hearing our answer so they can learn your question and answer too. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, We want to hear them. So send them in. We got you covered. So let's jump right into our topic today. It's how to choose a digital marketing partner. First step though, you wanna make sure you're evaluating yourself as a business. Definitely, so let's think about longevity. That's a great place to start. Are you a brand new business? Are you established? How long have you been in the game? Because that right there will give you a starting point on what you should then think about. Yeah, it'll give you an idea of what questions to ask too, which we'll get into. Exactly. So for instance, if you're a brand new business, you are launching a business, you're gonna need to think about branding and processes and all those things to get you off the ground. Whereas if you're established and you're kind of just like uh, bringing it all together and figuring out a better way to move forward, you're going to do a lot more analysis and figuring out what is and isn't working. Right. And then the next thing that everybody gets scared of the big B word, but is budget (laughs) and how how much you're going to invest in your marketing. Mm -hmm. That's going to be the next step. I think that's key that you said invest too, because marketing is more often than not seen seen as an expense where it's better to view it as an investment in a process that is filling your marketing funnel Mm -hmm. and looking at it over a larger span of time. So if you're starting this year out, you've probably planned a budget, but how are you allocating it throughout the year and how are you measuring it? Absolutely. The next thing to think about with where you're at in this process Mm -hmm. is what are your weak points? So as a brand new business, your weak points are going to be different than than an established business. So is it your website? Is it your SEO? Is it your branding? Like what's your lowest point that's hindering your capacity? Can you dive a little bit more into capacity though? Yeah, absolutely. So capacity is just like how much business can you do right now? And then you also need to forecast if I work on X, Y, and Z, how much capacity can I handle right. um, without hindering my product or service, the quality? That's a good point. How much traffic can you get into your business, really? Yeah, because like, yeah, at some point you're going to hit diminishing yeah. returns where it's too much and you're not right. filling orders well or you're not treating Customer your customers yeah. Yeah, like the right way, and then it ends up biting you. Yeah, it really does. <laughs> <laughs> It'll bite yeah. you in the big B word. Yeah. <laughs> So, but all fairness, what you need to do is figure out your capacity first, then you'll be able to set your goals appropriately. Definitely. Make sure they're SMART goals. So if you don't know what that is, Google it. Yeah. There's so much information on it. Maybe we'll cover it in a future episode, but SMART goals. So you have something to take to an agency when you start getting quotes and getting more information. So very important that you have goals. Yeah. You'll get a much more accurate picture from those people when you have your goals set up too. Definitely. And they'll mm-hmm. be able to give, point you in the right direction for mm-hmm. services toward your goals and all that jazz. Absolutely. Cool. So let's talk about some of the questions you should ask yourself after you have your goals and after you've gotten a quote, mm-hmm. right? right? So one of the things you want to see is a roadmap. Is there like a roadmap for strategy? So you know what's being set up and why in a very high level that way you can tell if you're on track or off track yeah and i would look at that roadmap even longer than you might you might reach uh you know get a quote from a company or somebody who says you know we're going to do this in the first month great what are you going to do even going to six months you know or let's do quarter sorry maybe we talk about that doing a quarterly then six months ask for a year strategy and see where they're at and um, that'll help you evaluate 
you know, could you see yourself with this company? And does it look like a clear roadmap, like you said? Definitely. The other thing that should be in that roadmap is benchmarks, whether they're industry or like what they've hit in their business, like helping clients, things like that. These are not guarantees. I definitely want to state that right now. This is not like I'm guaranteeing you this at this point in the process. It's this is where you should be if everything goes according to plan. And usually it does not always go according to plan. So this is a great way to put in like built-in pivot points. And that should be a conversation you have with whatever marketing partner you're talking with. Because if you're working toward a goal and you're slightly off, you're going to need to pivot. But if you don't create time to pivot, it makes it very, very difficult to hit your end goal later. Right. So building off a little bit of what you just said, Megan, Mm -hmm. uh, I would just be cautious of... Um, hearing maybe the company that's giving you a quote is is guaranteeing you specific results. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, yes, hitting the benchmarks is really important, but um, because there are so many factors that go into the digital landscape in general, it's going to be really, you, you need to watch out and just make sure it's not like, oh, we're going to guarantee you X many of phone calls in this amount of time, you know, it's just be cautious of that. That's all we say. Yeah. So that being said, how are you Mm -hmm. tracking progress? So we just talked about progress and planning for longer periods of time, but a partner should be transparent with you. So you should have some access to analytics. You may not have full access just because it can be really confusing, but you should have some transparency into seeing the benchmarks and how close you are and how far off you are and keeping track alongside your partner. So you shouldn't have too much trouble right. with that. Right. Making sure that, and and those data and analytics make sense to you um, too. Sometimes I, we've, I've seen reporting from other agencies and other places there, it just gets so complicated. Mm-hmm. And how clear are those results to you that you can see the ROI coming back, you know? Yeah. And that being said, do they, is what you're measuring tying back to the actual goal? Because that happens yeah. a lot too, where it's like, okay, we want to get more eyes on our brand. Okay. Then we're measuring impressions. Right. If you're asking me about leads, but we've set a goal for like eyes on a brand, impressions, we're not talking about leads. Yeah. So that's the kind of thing. So yeah. make sure you're really clear with your partner when you're moving forward with this digital marketing partner, like mm-hmm. what your goal is. And you guys agree on KPIs, key performance indica- indicators to measure together. A little tip too, I would recommend um, when you're having those conversations with those with that digital marketing partner is to um, just kind of go over those goals every time you guys talk. Just to make yep. sure everybody's on the same page, it's the same way, you know, even if it's a brief sentence, you know, mm-hmm. that's going to help. Yeah, like small check-ins, like monthly yep. or quarterly something, especially if you're doing like a year-long goal, again, because of those built-in pivot points. And that yep. should be in the roadmap that they gave you in our previous oh, yeah. little portion of this podcast. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so I think that covers the transparency kind of flexibility questions for working with an agency. Yeah, I think so. So the other thing we want to think about is how much experience does this agency have? And that can be interpreted a lot of different ways. Mm-hmm. And I said agency, I really mean like... Whoever partner you're with. Exactly. So it could be a single person. It could be an agency. It could be whatever. Web guy. Mm-hmm. Anything like that. Yeah. Hopefully it's not a web guy doing yeah. marketing, but who's <laughs> to say? <laughs> yeah. No, I agree with you. Um, you know, just because that, let's say you you come across an agency that says, okay, we've been doing digital marketing for... 10 plus years, 15 plus years, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I use that because, you know, of how long really everything's been around. We've kind of talked about that before too. But um, just because of that, make sure that they're, yeah, maybe they've been around for a while, but are they actually staying up on those new strategies, tactics, um, anything in the industry that's going on? Do they know your industry too? Um, that's a, That's something part of that as well. Yes. So one of the things I would recommend is like you don't want someone – 
who is not relevant online. Right. Because how are they going to make you relevant online? There's a big yep. gap there. And I want to be careful with how I phrase that. Like, so an agency that's a, a much older and established could be wonderful and very up to date, but they could also be really stuck in ways that are not quite suited for what you need right now. So you need to look at it very objectively right. and just make a decision yeah. based on their most current work. Yeah. And then also like, are the industries relevant to you or can it be applied to the goals that you're asking them for? Yeah, good point. So I would say with that, Megan, is to go into the testimonials that they have from other people they've worked with, mm-hmm. um, examples of their work. Um, I, you know, as a as a brand, I think it's really important to, if you're working with other um, businesses, making sure that whatever you put online is a rep- representation of what that client would get or that business would get with you. Yeah. Like, are they marketing themselves well? Yeah. That's, that's probably a better way <laughs> yeah. to put it. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> that's a big yeah. red flag. So like looking at, okay, let's look at their social channels. If, if it's, if social media is really important for you for this year and you really want to hit it hard, um, see what kind of posts they're doing. Are they mm-hmm. getting engagement from other people? Are they, um, uh, you know, are they reaching a, a good amount of audience? You know, I don't, stuff like that just really helps validate um, who you're working with. So, yep. So that's all key. The other thing I would mention is like the testimonials you said, like make mm-hmm. sure they're not just living on their website, make sure they're on credible sources. So we talk about this all the time. Like someone can copy and paste a statement from an email and put it that's as a, a testimonial. Point. That's not smart. You shouldn't do that as a business owner. So if you're a consumer looking to possibly do business with an agency or a marketing person or something like that, check their Google listing or check all these other channels that have like aggregated reviews. And that way you can see like, okay, these people went out and left them a review. What's the space look like? And then you're making a much more educated decision. Another thing to think about is... um, what kind of communication are you looking for in, That's a good one. in an agency or, sorry, partner? Um, just in general, yeah. So, and what I mean by that is, are you dealing with a person? Are you dealing with what we call, refer to as SaaS, which is software as a solution, if you hear that? Um, is it, or is, is it, um, are you dealing with one person? Is it a call center? Um, and, or is it a software alone where, Again, you're probably going to get a call center if something goes wrong with that mm-hmm. software and you're look, trying to find your analytics and you're going to talk to multiple different people who touch your account. Yeah. Another way I think we can frame that too is like, so so we work in an agency where you have a dedicated person. Like right. you're always going to get that person on the phone. They know your account. You're there up to speed. That's great. But it does require building a, a, a relationship yep. and like speaking with that person. Yep. So if you're into that and want to be guided and kind of uh, just worked with, if that yeah. makes sense, then you might really want to think about an agency and a team and working with people. Whereas if you're more of the standalone, you want to be heavily involved and figure it out, the software part might be a good option for you because you're going be. to, like, yes, it'll be set up for you. Yes, it's going to be automated, but there's going to be some troubleshooting and some like tweaking to fit your business that you'll have to do on your own or you'll have to work through a system to get assistance. Right. So there are pros and cons to both. And I think it completely depends on your business model and what you're trying to achieve and the amount of time that you have on that's, both sides. That's what I was just going to say. It's, it's how much time do you want to put into it yourself? Mm-hmm. Um, even if you have a software um, platform or something helping you with your marketing, I would, I'm going to say I would recommend you have somebody in your office dedicated to that to help with marketing too. As a business owner, you're going to get really tied down and it's going to be hard for you to get in there and, and take care of that. Yes, 
And I also would mention that both of them take time, but right. it's how the time is spent. So are you working on your business and someone's helping you do the tactical pieces? Or are you working in your business doing the tactical pieces? So there's two mm-hmm. ways to look at that. And choosing a marketing partner is, it's a big deal. And it's no matter what size business you are either. Right. So make sure you do your due diligence, make sure you're committed with whatever option you go with and know that your, your option might be different than someone else's. Yeah. So just be confident, do your homework. You'll be fine. Absolutely. So moving on to our next segment, recently Google rolled out their explore section in their Google maps. Our producer, Dan, actually brought this up to us, and um, I'm actually super excited about it because I've been wanting to do this uh, or at least have that information when I've been traveling. Mm -hmm. So when you um, pull up the map section, you'll be able to see in the little boxes at the bottom, it'll actually have certain categories of things that you might be interested in in the area. So for example, cheap drinks, nature preserve, things to do. I think there was like restaurants, other things like that. Um, So I, I... I think this is going to be huge for uh, local businesses to make sure that things are accurate and updated. Definitely. And they're allowing you to use a lot more attributes now. So you can say like, it's a casual restaurant. That's a good point. And then that would help bring up cheap drinks, probably things like that. So that's how it's categorized. And as a business owner, it's important to know those things for how to get categorized and show up in those. But this will be really huge. We work with local search all the time. That's completely tied to the map section. The other thing is your results are definitely impacted by your search history. And then obviously location. So your recommendations will change based on where the actual device you're searching on is located. So that's the whole point of maps, but that's cool. I'm excited to use that actually. Yeah. And Facebook has been doing it a long time. So like when you, like, I don't know, I went on a trip and crossed through like four states two weeks ago. And each time I'm in a new city, I get different recommendations for what's in that city. Oh, okay. So yeah. that's... it's. I must not have that on my settings then. Is it something there? <laughs> Seriously, I haven't had that on my Facebook Location setting. settings. All right, great. <laughs> Which I know that's a huge thing now. People are like learning to turn that off now, but it really is beneficial when you want to turn it on. Yeah, um, I like it. To give you some options in the area. Yeah. So yeah. cool. I think that's exciting. Thanks for joining us today, guys. We're really happy to share this information with you, but don't forget to like, subscribe, leave a review. That really helps us reach other people just like you. The other thing is send us your questions to podcast at revlocal.com. We're going to start answering those on the next episode. We're very excited. Yeah. So we we obviously do this podcast to help you guys. So please send us your questions because we want to make sure we're helping you guys learn more and whatever you need out there. Yeah. And if you're thinking it, someone else is too. So let's get to sharing. Yeah. All right. See you next time. Bye.